Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our overgloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. What's up, Katrina? Hi, Hi girl. Hey, how's Hi. it going? Hey, oh, you know, living my best life. Best life. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Are you really living your best life, though? Because you don't, I mean, you look, you look adorable. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Um, All right. Yeah, you made me laugh. I can't, I, you can't make me laugh. Otherwise, I just uncontrollably start to cough. Um, you know what? I am living my best life, but my, my internal organs are not living their best life. Oh, no. I mean, you were sick, like, a couple of weeks ago. I've you been thought you like had a, a... coronavirus. We had this whole, like, conversation yes. where you thought you had corona. Yeah. I don't think I have that anymore. No. I feel like I'm good. Yeah. 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 I was I was concerned for a hot moment because you just you oh, never yeah. know and we you know what I mean. Yeah, and you might as well just escalate to the worst thing. You know what right. I mean? Instead of like, like oh, I just have why a why be cold. rational? Just jump to conclusions. That's it's a lot easier to jump to conclusions. So um, so, in my much book, easier. so so much easier. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, but but I feel like you've been doing a lot of traveling. Um, I haven't though. So I mean, this, I've been like, doing a lot of local stuff, which I don't like. Uh, rarely do so much. I've done two local gigs, but I've kind of been yeah. doing it on purpose because I've said no to a lot of gigs. Sorry to sorry to, to you peeps that I've had yeah. to say no because I'm. First of all, I'm moving. Second of all, the office is opening, and we're selling the that's, house. That's, yeah. There's just That's too much. so much going on. So wait, wait, wait. So you're moving, um, like, are you going to be in the same city? It, yeah. City. Okay. I didn't know it's prov- province. Province or... of Ontario. Province is like okay. state. I don't know geography. You know this, I mean, right? but I like, mean, it's Canada like above us. We're, are you, we're are north. north. I mean, it depends okay. if you live in Alaska, then we're on the same level. And mm, I, I live in Arizona. Is that different? Yeah. Than Alaska, they both start with an A. I yeah, don't know. it's different. Like very. very, very different. <laughs> I don't, where even am Damn I, it, Ginger? <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, so you're we're moving. moving. Yeah, moving to a, a condo, selling the house, moving to a condo. Um, oh. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's really pretty. It's it's nice. So yeah. So that's that's what's so been cool. happening today. Um, we we're doing like it in three phases. So first phase was moving half of my stuff out of the house to the office and then half of the stuff to the condo. And then phase two is getting rid of stuff that we're not going to use anymore. And then phase three is everything else after the house gets staged and listed and sold. So one could say that you're going to Marie condo before you move into your condo. I don't even know what that means. Oh, that was really funny to anybody who knows what Marie condo is. What does that is. mean? Marie Kondo is like this like tiny little Japanese woman who has this entire philosophy. Oh, is she the about, one like, that does the this does not make me happy or does yeah, not give like, me you, you have to hold on to it and decide if it brings you joy. joy and if it yes. doesn't, then you get rid of it. Okay. And if so it, I know what that joy, is and I feel like I okay. need to do that. So I'm I'm committed to next weekend. I've told all of my girlfriends. I have a very elaborate closet. Like the entire that does not shock yeah, me. Like I'm not the shocked. entire walk like the entire basement is my walk-in closet. So I have a lot of stuff. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to donate these items? Or my are you friends have a are coming sale? shopping in my closet. 
Oh. Yeah. That's fine. So I have to do it in waves, though, because I have so many friends. And the hardest part is like, oh my God. Who, who goes in the your... first wave? Because the people that go in the first wave are going to get like. You're like, I have so many friends <laughs> that are going to go and take all of my Louis and all of my Gucci. I love you. So I mean, I don't have much does... of it, but whatever I do that I don't want anymore. There's going to be that one friend that's like the perfect shoe size. How 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 does one get into the upper echelon that's of those the thing. friends? I, like the I, I can't tell anyone. <laughs> I can't tell them who. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh no. You're all you're oh, all no. a listers. <laughs> oh oh good yeah. For so anybody who's listening, yeah. if if everything looks picked over, you're still in the first wave. Right. Um, yeah. it just I just, picked I just over. changed I don't, we don't my know. mind. Yeah, yeah, so that's what's happening next weekend. So like a lot of my so good. and and then my my walk-in closet basically is getting t- t- torn apart and also donated. Mm. So it'll be good. Um, that's good. It'll feel world? good. It'll feel cleansing. You had a mani pedi today oh my with goodness. your Pinot Gaggio. Oh, the Pinot Gaggio and I went and got mani pedis, which was fabulous. And then we did like a little Sunday fun day, and then I had a little bit too much sangria, so I had to lay down and take a nap. <laughs> and then I woke up from my nap. Obviously, I look adorable um, to be able to record. I this. love it. Um, but what time girl, is it? I in had your hot. Home? It's nine fifteen p.m. in my uh, time. Oh, it's six fifteen p.m. 6:15. Katrina time. Okay. Yeah. So, so second wind. I mean, I've got, you've got your second wind. Oh yeah, second wind, wind. is happening right now. Um, so get this. I, I was a hot mess express because uh, this weekend I was in two states. So I was I spoke in Michigan on Friday. And the plan was that I was supposed to fly from Michigan into St. George, Utah okay. um, on Friday evening because I had to be I had to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, Saturday morning in Utah. So this is a very small town, beautiful town, by the way. Have you ever been to St. George? It's like stunning. There are like beautiful mountains and like the sunset is like hot pink and hot orange and it's like beautiful. So yeah, no, it's like gorgeous. Um, So I was supposed to fly into Phoenix first randomly because that was my layover to get me from essentially Detroit to Phoenix, then to Utah. Okay. Okay? So something happened um, where my flight leaving Michigan was so severely delayed that I was going to miss my connection to get me into St. George. Now, there are not a lot of flights that go in and out of St. George. In fact, there are only two uh, a day. So what that meant was Katrina was not going to fly into St. George until like later on the next day. Like I would miss troubleshoot before you even got on that plane. Well, I, yeah. So what I did basically was I called Steven, the Pinot Gaggio, and I'm like, Steven! And I was like freaking out. And he's like, hold on, I'll take care of it. And he called me back 35 minutes later and he's like, okay, we have canceled that flight. You are on a flight uh, on Southwest, so you need to get your hind to the airport. So I like zipped it to the airport. Um, I hopped on a flight that took me to Nashville and then Nashville to Vegas. I landed in Las Vegas at 10 p.m., got in a shuttle. Oh, wow. Okay. I got in a shuttle. Driver Bob, he saved the day. Was it uh, a shuttle so- or was it one of those like Las Vegas party party drinking buses? Oh, oh no. It was a shuttle. Oh, okay. Trust. It was like a shuttle. Not as fun. I'm... Yes. Yeah. Somebody had somebody had really bad gas on the shuttles. Oh, no. All I'm gonna say, and I mean, it's very difficult to like try and sleep because you're like, who keeps tooting? No way. But anyways, I feel like that's a problem guess, that you have often. I feel like you had this problem in like earlier episodes too. Absolutely. And at, for a while, it was like, is it me? And I just don't know that I'm. <laughs> I'm like, no, it can't be me. Like, good lord. So at any rate, I um, I got on a shuttle, and that took me from Las Vegas into St. George. I got into St. George at 2 a.m. I was a shell of a human. I think I saw that on and your I story. In- Oh my God, did you, I I was like, my skin was like hanging off of my face. I'm like, so then I get to the hotel and it's like a teeny tiny town and there's like a 12 year old working the front desk, you know, and he's like, hello, and he like couldn't figure out how to, I remember those days. I know it was, 
that was yeah it was it, it was a bit concerning and I'm like okay um I need I desperately need to get to my room like thank you I for thought you were gonna say on, I like, desperately need a glass of wine <laughs> oh god no I mean I did <laughs> to the but at 12 that point, year old I, like, I, listen, need to get to I desperately need my room key and I know and what are the chances you serve wine at 2 a.m. Yeah. in Utah? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> so I get into my room, and turns out there were two alarm clocks in this hotel room. Oh, and the efficient. previous tenant, I know, the previous tenant of this hotel room had set the alarms to go off 30 minutes off of each other every 30 minutes, starting at 3 a.m. And you're, like, you know, disoriented in this hotel room, and you're like, Mer, and I'm trying to, like, unplug them from the wall, and I couldn't, so I just didn't get any sleep. Okay, oh, so no. I deliver my program. Okay, wait, before you get to your program, I now feel like we need to do this more. Like, if you really want to screw with someone next when oh we're, so we're, we're gonna just, meet in saskatoon saskatchewan yes we, saskatoon. And both of us should set our alarm clocks we should ask for rooms that are side by side and, and just, just have them bump them. off of each yeah. other <laughs> oh my god well I'm, I'm sure it's fine for like a, a typical like couple that's just there to like see the mountains but when you're like a speaker and you have to function and you know like I don't know. Oh, you know, it was just oh, it was terrible. But how did your program so my, go? I mean, once you get oh, up there, was, the the energy yeah. kicks in. Yeah, I mean, after you like have half of a protein shake and your knees stop buckling from underneath you, yeah, it's great. Caffeine, caffeine so pills, I just, just pop a, pop I know, a caffeine yeah, that's, pill. I do, I do caffeine. I take those stay yeah. You saw yeah. me at Voice, VOD. Yeah. I was doing caffeine yeah. pills. But so anyway, so I, I um, I don't, I don't uh, condone taking drugs all the time. By no. the way, I want our listeners to know no. I don't want like any weird DMs or anything. No. So, anyways, I do my program and then I'm like, awesome. Like now I'm gonna get on my flight, the one flight that goes from St. George back to Phoenix. Like I'm gonna get on this flight. Like I'm just ready to get home. Like I feel gross. I'm exhausted. I, w- I was over it. I was over the pantyhose thing. I was over the cold thing, the 12-year-old at the front desk. Like, I was just done. Let's get back to Phoenix. So then I start getting text messages from the world's best airline. Can I say it on the air? American Airlines? Absolutely. Is that okay? We're gonna, okay, yeah, American Airlines. The world's best airline. I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. Um, telling me they were, again, delaying my flight again. So I was, like, continually delayed. I was stuck in St. George. And so I just got, like, majorly wine buzzed at this, like, little diner. Cool. Um, I sat with my laptop and whatever. And then finally got on my flight back to Phoenix. There were seven of us on the flight. Got back to Phoenix and finally came home last night. Uh, thank goodness. So now I'm getting ready because tomorrow I hop on a flight to France. Ooh, because someone's mm-hmm. having a B-Day. Yes, I'm having a B-Day. On Friday the 13th, that's, I turn 35. That's amazing. I know, isn't that crazy? I'm officially, like, in my mid-30s. Like, it's happening. So, I uh, quick I'm, over the balcony, I'm, I'm I decided. I'm very happy that you're going. I'm also very disappointed that I wasn't invited. Not know, that I'd well, be able to go so right now, because my life gonna is say, just, like, like you know, utter chaos. Yeah, what is your life? Like, you can't. No. Yeah, you can't. But so, the but thought would have been thing. nice. Just saying, a hundred percent. And if you if you want to hop on a last minute flight to France, you are more than welcome Imagine to I join just me. Show up, really? Like, hey guys, <laughs> you're just you're like I've decided I'm not going to um, open my record. practice this week. I'm just going to go to France <laughs> just, instead. I've delayed it yeah. so I can be in France. You know, you only YOLO once or whatever that saying. You, is. you so, only um, <laughs> YOLO. You only you only live once. That's basically what you Something just like said. That. You I don't, only I don't YOLO know. once. <laughs> I told you, I'm not my best today. I'm just not my best. Oh, so, so I was going to for my birthday. I promised myself last year when I turned 34 um, that I was going to take myself to Napa Valley nice. for my birthday because I'm a sommelier yeah. and I've never been to Napa and it's like this is Wait, ridiculous. Wait, what? You're a sommelier? <gasps> I'm a sommelier, not a Somalian, a sommelier. Ooh. This is supposed to be a so, joke. It was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be yeah, because everybody. It's like every episode we talk about wine. Like, drink- 
Yes. I'm not, I need to have some wine right now, by the way. Um, so at any rate, I decided I was going to take myself to Napa Valley. And then as things started to get closer to, and like I had friends at first that were like, yeah, let's do it. And then as we're getting closer to, they're like, oh, well, you know, I like, I don't know, whatever. I went to Singapore last week or whatever. I don't know, whatever. People were making up excuses. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Totally get it. I don't have friends like you that just come over in waves and like, you know, want to go shopping in my closet. So I was like, that's fine. So then I, I had a couple of too many glasses of wine, and I was on the phone with my other gay, Stephen. There's two? Who lives in the south of France. Yes, there are two. Um, who lives in the south of France okay. with his husband, Guillaume, who um, owns a bunch of, like, B&Bs and is a pharmacist, and he's, like, he's, like, Pepe Le Pew. He's, like, oh, you, I love you so much. Aww. You know what I mean? Like, in his, like, French accent. He's, like, adorable. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just so, picturing Celine Dion, but gay. Oh, I know, right? Right? Gay, yeah, but, a, gay but a gay version of Celine Dion. With a giant beard is basically Which what Which is Guillaume basically looks like. Celine so, Dion when she doesn't shave. Basically, yeah. 100%. <laughs> that's what I look like when I don't shave. So um, I had a couple too many glasses of wine, and I'm like on a, a like FaceTime or whatever with Steven, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm just going to get myself a ticket to the south of France. And then I woke up the next morning and then saw that I made this giant purchase, and I'm like, oh, Lord, what did I do? Uh, but then I decided, like, worse. I just have to do it. 100%. Yeah. So I'm doing it. Um, I'm flying to France. My sister, Dr. Sanders, is freaking out. Because she's like, there are there have been like six confirmed like coronavirus deaths in France, and everyone's concerned that I'm going to get quarantined in France. Like once I get there, that they're not going to let me. Italy back. just and, quarantined like their entire mm-hmm. country, basically. Yes, well, the the majority of the northern right. chunk for sure. So there's there's some concerns. I think there. you'll be okay. Um, that's what I think. I feel too. like I feel uh, like as tuned. a dental professional, um, our immune system is just. I mean, I'm not one to speak because I'm sick. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. I feel like you're you're an organ failure, but yeah. that's okay. Oh my gosh. Um. I, so <laughs> I can actually hear it in my left ear now. So I had a I had a tear that's in my good. eardrum on oh. a plane. How does one do that? On, Were so you I aggressive had a, with the no, Q-tip so or sinus, what? sinus okay. cold, head cold, sinus infection, oh. and then I thought I was getting better, and then I flew to Ottawa last week. So I flew in okay. and flew out in the same oh. 24 hours. So Ugh, started flying, was fine. And as soon as we started to descend, it was mm. like, it was like fireworks going, you know, when you have a balloon, mm-hmm. a hot air, like a, a helium balloon. And then as kids, you like make that squeaking noise. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's yeah. what was happening in my ear. Landed, oh, went no. to this course, couldn't hear basically the entire course. Like I, it was, it was like, I was underwater. You were participating. I was a you participant. weren't delivering it. Yes. Okay. I was underwater, basically, listen, like Ugh. listening underwater, mouth, like lip reading. And then on the way home, it was the most excruciating flight that I had ever Mm-mm. been on. The stewardess, flight attendant, stewardess, flight attendant, sat with me and held my hand it? as I cried. Like that's that was the flight. And, oh and my goodness. For the better part of the last this last week, like I couldn't hear anything out of my left ear, and now I can hear, it. and it's like. It's great. Um, anyways. That's like scary. Coronavirus. We were talking about coronavirus. Irreversible. Yes. Um, That's Thank scary. God it wasn't like a full rupture and, and yeah. Anyways, uh, I saw a woman today who was wearing six masks. Oh, there are no reported like cases at, in at Ontario once. anymore. Like our province of Ontario has no reported cases right now. There mm-hmm. was a woman walking down the street that had six dental masks on her face to the point where her ears mm. were so folded forward. Oh, no. <laughs> like, the loops were just pulling forward. Six. Oh, man. No wonder wow. dental professionals have to only buy three boxes at a time. This girl got the whole box. You know, I think... This Are we overkilling you know this how- a little bit? 
100 like, isn't it but reported you know, that more saying, people die of the common flu than the influenza right, virus yeah. yeah for sure for sure so this is what's interesting though i think this is bringing a lot of awareness i was just talking to somebody the other oh my day God, so much hand um, wash awareness right now and i'm so concerned like, i'm like wait a second why are we so were these people not right? washing were their hands not before washing your like hands what are we before well people don't wash their hands people are sickos come on i've been um, seeing this, but vir- this have you seen the viral post with the with the infrared blue like wash yes. with water yeah. wash with soap wash like hand sanitize and then the yeah i thought that was yeah. really cool was that a pun calling it a viral post viral post that was a pun, no pun intended viral post get it like pun intended you know, I think this is going to bring a lot of awareness to the general public about the costs of like these boxes of masks and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Because I think for a lot of hygienists, uh, I know a lot of us complain that our doctors give us like one mask for the whole day or yeah. whatever, which is gross. gross and ridiculous and whatever. You know what I mean? But I think it's going to start bringing more awareness to some of the challenges that we have in dentistry and the additional costs yeah. that, you know, come into play when we practice things like um you know universal precautions and I don't know about you because I know you've done some programs recently but I had at both programs in Michigan and then Utah I had them actually ask me um you know what what is your office doing about the coronavirus or what you know what standards are you guys taking um so are you doing anything uh, differently in your office Other or are you going to consider doing anything? travel before they come to the office, which is not something that you would normally do. I mean, universal precautions, you treat everyone as though that they're in, but this is very specific to travel to a certain location or traveling within the last little while. So like phone call, like have you been in contact mm-hmm. with someone from this, these specific sites and like, have you traveled within the last two weeks or do you have the current symptoms of fever, cold, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I mean, it, I wouldn't have done that before. Ask mm-hmm. someone if they had traveled mm-hmm. within the last two weeks. Would you have? Mm-hmm. No, no, I would not no. have. No. So, um, and that's what we're doing at the school too. So they're waiting for the, the clients. We call them clients at the school. Waiting for the clients come into the reception area and then the student goes out to, to greet the client and they have to fill out this form before they can come into the clinic. And if they have any mm. of those symptoms or if they've traveled, then they have to be dismissed. Um, just like school, nice. the school policy. I mean, we've got like 75 students in the clinic, 300 students, yeah. and then yeah. all of their patients. And some of them are kids. And we know the demographic that comes into a dental hygiene mm-hmm. school. It's mm-hmm. very different. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of patients, I'd say a high population of them have some form of like health condition and Anywho, so sure. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's important for us to just remember too, um, just to, be, to wrap up before yeah. we get into our fabulous episode. I think it's just important for us to remember too the idea behind standard precautions. Yeah. Um, you know, in a in a clinic in a facility like you are working in, you know, we uh, do things like pre procedural mouth rinses with chlorhexidine, right. right, just to make sure that we're reducing the viral and bacterial loads, yeah. and then changing what high the speed. content of the aerosol. Like it's inevitable exactly. that we're going to have aerosols, but at least you're Correct. diluting the population of bacteria in those aerosols correct yeah. you'd be surprised and then people don't don't make their patients rinse with a pre-procedure right. rinse i mean i think that's absolutely. crazy absolutely well and and that's the thing is that this is the protection for right. us it's right it's not even about the patients like, about you you're protecting yeah. yourself and then we know that these aerosols that are produced for example by our cavitron units that those aerosols can travel up to 30 meters and they can stay so in we're the also air for protecting... up to 20 minutes absolutely so even and if so... your patient's gone and you're <clears> cleaning your room like you, mm-hmm. you often see these like they'll like scale someone's teeth or or ultrasonic, and then 
they'll take their mask off to talk to the patient while they're still yes. upside down yeah. in the chair. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. babe, the aerosols, aerosols are still there. Are still there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I find that crazy. And they take their mask and they put it down underneath their chin. Right. That's my favorite. Right. It's like, oh, Lord, here we go. I don't do that. Um, so we, I think we just, we need to do better hygienicals out there. Like, do the pre-procedural mouth rinse. Use your high-speed evacuation for aerosols. Protect yourself. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, yeah, you can ask a patient if they've traveled. But I'm in the state of Arizona and there have been some confirmed cases of people in Arizona. Yeah. Who have coronavirus? So it's just, it's difficult to really screen for that. And so just take How care of yourself. How are we going to dig this a... this episode out of this very dark and shady? Shady. <laughs> this is so not Irene and Katrina talk. Oh I know. Goodness. Why do we get We're so talking serious? about deaths and Corona? It's, How are we? It's let's because just talk I, I've about sobered up. Else. I've sobered up. It's annoying. Oh my god. Oh, like, oh well, Okay, Lord. so this episode is a cool episode, and I did not know J- Doctor Jedediah Huss. Huss. Huss? Is he is he German? Huss. I think so. Huss is a German Huss? name. I don't know. I made that up. I don't I don't actually know. Um I didn't know I, I didn't know. know him before you entered and so we interviewed him at Okay, I'm gonna say the meeting because you're not gonna you're not gonna do it yeah. right. It was at the Greater, Greater New, New York, York Dental yes, Meeting. That's where we were. Because you're gonna think we were in Chicago, yeah. but we definitely were not. No, we were <clears> in Greater New York. Awesome dude. Yeah. He's like, he's cool. He's got um, a lot, a huge following because he does a lot of implant placement. I had no idea his following until that morning because you're like, okay, we have another quick episode we're going to do. I'm like, all right, I'll set it all up. And then you bring this dude in. And I had this whole bit in my mind about Jedediah because I used to be a huge Simpsons fan when I was a kid. And like the founder (laughs) of Springfield. I forgot about that. It was like this huge like founder (laughs) of Springfield thing and Jedediah. And he had like this. Uh, hat with the the tail of a raccoon on the yes, back of it so yes, as soon as this guy walked Davy in to the i think we were like in the aura pharma booth area yes in my private I was like room. i'm gonna totally tell this random doc jedediah huss about it this this the town of springfield that his ancestors founded in like 1922 okay he had no idea like what i was talking in. about no, no he totally thinks he's going to be talking about dentistry no with like idea. two dental hygienists and you're like do you like the Simpsons <laughs> it's like oh here we go we'll oh, leave it to my man so uh yeah, anyways oh, this go. is the episode with Dr. Jedediah Huss at the greater New York meeting um <laughs> with us crazy kooky peeps so here you go peeps have fun Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. We are recording live at Greater, Greater New York. York. I've been saying Chicago midwinter all week. No, stop I have, it. Have I have. And, I, and, I, and this will probably be the last episode that goes out, so I can say that we've edited out a lot of Chicago midwinters. We should just record you and I saying Greater New York like multiple times, and then we can embed it. Yeah, that'd be great. Later. Yeah. Or just tattoo it to my arm, and every time I look down, I'd be like, Greater, greater New, New York, York, Greater New York, Greater New but York. But then we'll be at Chicago Midwinter, and then you're going to be like, I don't know if I'm going greater to Chicago Midwinter. I don't know if I'm going to be determined. TBT. 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 Um, we have a cool guest. We do. That I had never met before, and I hadn't seen you before, and I kind of like that because I had this vision in my mind of what you looked like. And I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna weird. tell, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> and then he walks, he really walks in, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Jedediah V. Huss. Is that right? That is correct. Did I say it right? You did. Yes. Oh, where do I begin? Where, 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 do, would, where, 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 where do I begin? One. Whilst sitting here. <laughs> um, so, with a name like Jedediah, are you a Simpsons fan? <laughs> I'm not. Actually. You're not? No. You know what? My, my parents actually didn't let me watch The Simpsons. Stop. Ironically. Oh. They did not let me watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. Why? I don't know. It was like banned channel. 
Really? Wow. Yeah. I wonder why. Is it because of the Duff beer? I have no clue. Huh. All right. Well, mm. we'll dive deeper into that a little, bit more, a little bit more about that. Um, yeah. So yeah. yesterday I went to dinner with two other podcasters and, you know, talking shop. And they're like, oh, who are you interviewing tomorrow? And, you know, I said your name. And the one guy was like, you watched The Simpsons? I'm like, yeah, Jebediah Springfield, the guy that, like, <laughs> yes, was, the was the founder of Springfield. Springfield. Yep. I mean, he... um didn't quite look much like you. No. He had this like handlebar mustache and wore a fur hat that had like the tail of a raccoon on the back of it. Have you seen those hats before? I have. Like and I think he carried like a, a musket around. He also had like six yellow. unnamed illegitimate brothers and sisters from 16 rather. If I you knew that, I could have actually dressed up a little bit. This <laughs> you would have wore the hat? Uh, you know, I would have kind of. How would Aura Pharma feel? Try saying that fast. Aura <laughs> Pharma mm-hmm. feel. If you wore a fur hat with a with a raccoon tail on it, I guess it depends on on what brand city or at. off. Yeah. We're here, Chicago, Probably. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> midwinter. <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for for being on the podcast today, and You're Katrina, welcome. hook hook this up, mm-hmm. hooked it up. Yeah, no. So we're hanging out at the Aura Pharma booth. Um, we hung out yesterday, and we're going to be here again today. Um, and uh, he's he's got some really great information he's been throwing down about the work he's doing uh, clinically, treating patients. And so I've got a lot of questions, if you don't mind, <clears throat> for Dr. Huss. Well, I do mind. Is that all right? No, I got questions too. Okay. But we can do them together. How about that? We can do them together. We're like, we're like this thing called we're, like a partner. Yeah. Co- co-hosting of co- sorts. <laughs> um, you, you are on Instagram and you mm-hmm. just rolled into 35K in... Do you even look at the number? Uh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I see it. It's a number. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, you know it's it's funny how that started. Um, how did it start? That was one of my questions because you started posting in January 2016. I did, and the posts are invest the investigation. Yeah, right she's <clears throat> she's the one. The uh, and it's interesting when you look at your first post and your last post. It's like yeah. that's what I love to do with with even my own. I'm like, damn, I didn't know what I was doing back then, and yeah. and maybe ten years from now, I'd be like, damn, I really didn't know what I was doing <laughs> ten years ago. Um, what was that all about? Because you're not front facing to uh, to the public. Like you don't post a lot of your own picture. It's uh, your work, showcasing your work, and and tell me tell me about your your gram. So, which by the way, to people is restorative smiles. Restored at smiles. Restored, restored smiles. At restored smiles. So yeah, it's funny. I I really didn't do much on on social media at all um, until Instagram, and I was actually encouraged to do it by a good friend and periodontist. Who was uh, that? Doctor Doctor Malam. So he's an at dental surgeon. Oh okay. Mm, at cool. dental surgeon. Uh, he's a great, phenomenal uh, periodontist. We have a great friendship. We work together a lot. Um, he actually come in, he comes in my office once a month for, I don't know, the last eight years or so. Um, so we've developed a really good relationship. And he was actually on Instagram um, kind of before a lot of other people started to get on. And he had like, you know, about 10,000 followers when I started. And he's like, man, you're doing all these cases. You should, you should take some photos and post them. And, Trying to uh, find him here. At dental. At dental surgeon. And so he just encouraged me to do that. And, and at the time, I I was better about taking after pictures of my patients. Mm-hmm. But I'd always forget to do before pictures. I was just terrible at it. I'd forget. I had a busy office. Yep, that's him. Yep, Dr. Sherman Malayam. Okay, cool. All Great right. Great guy. And uh, 
So I really just utilize it as an as a a media to save my photos and to get me to remember to take before and after photos. Yeah. Wow. And then I have one easy free way to categorize all my all my cases huh. or or at least the cases that I was, I was able to take photos photos with. Do I was you, pretty busy um, office, so. Do you have an assistant? So I interviewed uh, BTG Bloody Tooth guy. Yeah. Um, nice. A couple weeks ago. Good guy. And that was that was cool. Cause I got to see his face. Ooh, so okay, yeah. we did we we did a, yeah we did a um like a Skype thing, and I thought he was just gonna come in wearing a mask, but uh-huh. came in full face. <laughs> wow. Um, didn't Big come deal. in full face, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And you know, similar story for him is he started it not being the face of it, and started it just showcasing his cases, and it's gone to like recording videos, um, and whole surgeries and whole. It procedures just to, it just but he has an assistant that does it her he name does? is nana nana so so he yells out to the other room hey nana <laughs> she'll like come in and she'll record uh she'll record the whole surgeries do oh, you do awesome. you have a nana so you I, need a nana I, now I, I don't have a nana a nana is nice to have though yeah definitely mm-hmm. so she it, knows the angles it, yeah and that, and that that's hard that's hard to do yeah and uh, it's a little uh it's a training curve because i the majority of my photos are all from my phone Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I just started. He does to, the same thing from yeah, his phone. Yeah, same thing from yeah. his phone. Yeah. So I started to to use a different, more professional camera now and take more time and kind of take my photo game to another level. Oh, hashtag mm-hmm. photo but, game. But uh, yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I take a lot of my photos. I'll just take the gloves off, take the photos. If I'm lucky enough to have an extra assistant, yeah. Then I'll mm-hmm. have them um, take some photos. I have one, uh, one assistant named Liz. She hey, Liz. Fantastic. Hey, girl. Hey. Shout so out to Liz. She's, she's probably my best uh, videographer and photographer. Uh, but if I don't, you know, one of my assistants do. But usually usually it's me. That's cool. So can I ask you, when you're filming patients, because you do have a lot of live videos mm-hmm. um, of the actual procedure, uh, most of your patients, are are they sedated or are they awake no, for the most procedure? Most of them just local anesthetic. Okay. I, I do IV conscious sedation as well. Um, and some of those cases are, are those. Okay. But uh, most of them are under local anesthetic so how do patients what is what is the reaction when you you have to ask them right like is it okay if i film this so uh, you know that's a question i get a lot so as long as you you're just showing the mouth and there's not an identical part you, you mm-hmm. actually don't need the patient's consent uh for that because it's just for learning or for education i do a lot of speaking for other companies and and lectures and just teaching other docs um if it is you know full face and things like that then absolutely you need consent uh but other than that you know i let them know what i'm doing um and they're fine with that um typically they like it because you know we use it to teach and to learn and Mm -hmm. and improve and get better so you know they they kind of have more of a level of respect for for what we're doing because we're always trying to get better sure i'm just working it into my initial uh consent to patient yeah Yeah, we are to patient acceptance in practice yeah yeah um and what I've found, and maybe it's, I'm Canadian, so it's maybe maybe it's a little different in Canada than it is in the U.S., but you have to disclose even which platform it's going to and oh. where, um, what what will it will be used for. So if it's for educational purposes in the consent form, you have to say, like, this will be distributed to and name Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wow. whatever it is. Yeah. 
So um, when you have patients be like, uh, yeah, I'll be on YouTube, but not Instagram. <laughs> or I'm only on TikTok only. I will only approve Some of them are me. also Instagram influencers and want to be tagged and stuff. I mean, I don't know wow. if I'd want to be tagged in my own sinus lift. Like that yeah, would be, no, that'd be a little TMI to my followers. Like, hey, today I'm doing an Instagram takeover for this company. And tomorrow I'm here's getting a, a sinus lift. my osteotome. An implant placed. Oh. And I'll probably be bruised for two weeks. Uh, or, or when you don't disclose that and you have a rare patient that follows you and they're like, hey, that's me. You're like, right. oh, I oh. was not trying to yeah. do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. So um, I'm just working it in right away because yeah. the last thing you want to have to deal with is what happens after the fact. And think of us as KOLs, you know, we'll do handouts. And mm-hmm, what if mm-hmm. the patient's photo ends up in your handout as, I don't know, you're showing a ridge or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it ends up to bite you in the butt. Like, it's the last thing I would ever want to have to, like, recall where all of the handouts went yeah it's a, it's a messy world when you try and incorporate social media and dentistry and mm-hmm. education um they i mean they don't really make it easy for us and in, in that sense like you you think that it's something as simple and something as innocent as like hey man i'm just trying to like teach people how to do mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and then the big bad wolf comes to get us <clears throat> speaking of teaching yes um so tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing with Brighter Way, because you work with them, don't What's you? What's that? What's I Brighter do. Way? So <clears throat> Brighter Way is a nonprofit uh, organization in Phoenix. So they do a lot of stuff for- Is that where you live? Do you live in Phoenix? I, I actually don't. I live in Southern California, uh, you know, Thousand Oaks area. SoCal. SoCal, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. But I go to Phoenix quite a bit. So I'm visiting faculty there, so I'll go there and, and help Dr. Joe. Cool. I Great love guy. Dr. Joe. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's Clinical amazing. director there. He's, he's amazing. Um. You know him and Scott Lauer were uh, were both there for a while. Uh, Joe's still there, but I'll go there every every you know two or three months. Help them just teach teach implant courses, sinus lift courses. They do a great job there. It's it's helping a lot of you know working poor veterans. Oh, cool. Um, they get the work for so you know, how for does free, so typically. how does that work um for like the admittance part? So you'll have someone that will come in and they'll go through. Do they have to go through the full faculty or can they go straight into this? Is, this foundation that you've built is it a non non for not for profit, right? Yeah. So brighter, yeah, brighter way. Um, you know, that's been set up there for quite a while. Yeah. I believe they have a medical facility. They have a homeless shelter. Um, it's really full circle and trying to re- rehabilitate a lot of those, a lot of those uh, people that come in there, veterans, things like that, uh, back. And then there's a screening process for the dental, the dental mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And so those will get screened by Dr. Joe, and others. They'll, they'll, you know, be a part of these courses where doctors pay a fee to be able to learn how to do a sinus lift or do a couple of days of implants so they can get enough clinical confidence to be able to go back home and apply that to their practice immediately. Um, so I'll just go there and help out there. Um, you know, there's an institute, uh, 4M Institute in, in Long Beach, California, that I'll do some courses for uh, this year, uh, which is another great institute that does a lot of, a lot of great work in, in Southern California. Uh, and then I have my own continuing education company, Restore Smiles, where, you know, I bring in, you know, other sponsors to, to help support that. And then we do a lot of lecture, hands-on, didactic, a lot of model work. And then we also partner with Brighter Way for the live surgery aspect. Cool. So that those courses are like two, three-day courses? Yeah. The, uh, my implant curriculum is over three months. So it's like Friday, oh, Saturday, okay. one month. Mm. A Friday, Saturday, another month. I changed it a little bit this year, so the first session will be an online session where they'll do eight to ten hours of yep. online CE. There'll be one location Friday, Saturday of hands-on. I think it's in September, 
um, next year. And then oh. in October, there'll be two days of live surgery if they want to do live surgery. Because so many of these doctors, the lecture and hands-on aren't enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, I do a pretty good job of getting the most out of that aspect. But some docs still just want they want to do surgery. it. Yeah. yeah. They need but, to get their hands dirty. I mean, that's comp- understandable. And especially like that way. when you're trying to switch what you're doing in your practice and you're trying to add this extra element. And th- and this, this these are GPs generally that you're doing these courses for. Or yeah. Like main, or, main, oral surgeons have it, have it figured out, generally speaking. Yeah. I mean, I usually do mostly oral surgeons, to be honest. No. No way. <laughs> so... Yeah, most of them are general dentists. Uh, I do have some prosthetics. I go to the board and see who's being sued, and that's how I get my, that's how I get my list of, of uh, future attendees from my courses. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, most, are, most yeah. are general dentists, but some are yeah. prosthodontists as well. So I've, oh, I've okay. had some prosthodontists, and in my last course, I had a prosthodontist. Yeah. Well, that's uh, cool. I mean, yeah, it's like it's a, it's a whole paradigm shift, and, and uh, the team members, too, often need to be trained. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything oh, for ha- team members? Because to, be, to go from being a chairside restorative assistant to being a chairside surgical assistant is night and day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. We, we encourage uh, the docs to bring their assistants to the live surgery aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they, they get a lot of training there. Uh, they get a lot of experience. I just gave you a light bulb moment, didn't I? You were like, damn, oh, dollar signs. I'm going to add this element. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's more of a pain yeah. probably. <laughs> I uh, I do for a lot an of... extra one ninety nine. <laughs> you get not only one oh, but yeah, two assistants. Hey Nana. Hey Nana. Yeah, that's that's not my cup of tea. But uh, I I do uh, a lot of these implant residency courses for uh, private groups through Nobel. Oh, okay, Nobel cool. Biocare. Yeah. So those are four month long implant residency programs. Yeah. And I bring my lead assistant to all the live surgery. Yeah. So that he does. Uh, his name is Jesus. Um, he's great. He does a lot of training with the assistants over those three months of live surgery. Yeah. How to properly sterilize, which is really important when you're yeah. spending a bunch of money on equipment. Oh, yeah. oh my god! And then oh, you yeah. see the first sterilization, it's rusted. Oh, you're like, okay, no. someone's going to die. Yeah, it's yeah. very intricate. Yeah. I, I used to work for a periodontist when I first graduated from dental hygiene school. Um, fun fact about that. Another short, the another boots. story for ding. another day. Ding. Oh. Maybe, yeah. maybe she dings every time I say something in Canadian. In Canadian accent. In Canadian accent. In Canadian accent. And for our listeners who hear a ding, they get to take a sip of their wine. Yeah, wine. Whatever they're drinking. It's a drinking game, basically. Take a shot of Jaeger, whatever you do. Whatever your poison is. Whatever (laughs) Whatever time of day you're listening to, take a shot of something. And he was super old school. So he used to wrap. Well, he never did. But we had to wrap instruments in towels. Do you remember those good old days of wrapping instruments in towels? So it was like the blue surgical towels oh, that CSR? were thin. Yeah, yeah this, we still do that. You still do that? Yeah. People still do that? Yeah, people oh, still yeah. do that for a lot yeah. of surgical equipment. Surgical equipment. So 100%. all of his surgical equipment was wrapped in towels. And I remember every instrument had to be like hand cleaned and mm-hmm. hand scrubbed. And certain things can't go inside the mm-hmm. ultrasonic. And then they had an order in which they went. And then when you like you do the setup for the room, I remember doing my first setup for his room and like rolling out the towel. And it was like. I was rolling out a red carpet for the queen. It was like every instrument was perfectly placed. Um, He had a hard time getting an assistant replacement when his like right hand assistant went on mat leave. Yeah. Nobody understood the towel system. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would say good assistants are hard to find. We had like like, laminated sheets in the sterilization area of like where each instrument, maybe he was a little more OCD than the rest of them, but I I think that's amazing. I mean, so many hygienists now that I talk to are constantly complaining about the, you know, poor infection control standards that, you know, most offices have. And so for someone to be a little bit extra, I think is awesome. Yeah. For the patients too. I don't know if he still does that, but I think it would be super cool if he still did. 
I wish ah. I could like. No, I wish I back then I knew what I know now. Yeah, you know, like Irene of like year one to five. Yeah, could chat go with back like and... could sit down with Irene of like year thirteen. Record a podcast with yourself. Oh gosh, <laughs> I would be a blubbering <laughs> idiot. Like I don't think I would be able to formulate like a full sentence in a linear thought. Well, and talking to yourself, maybe not. No. Like, wait, are you me? I'm me. You, You're me. <laughs> what Who's are we gonna me? do? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So tell me about your practice. So what, uh, you seem like you're a guy that does a lot of different things and, uh, tell me about what your, what your day to day kind of looks like in private practice. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a family practice. We see all walks of patients. We have a, a specialist that come in, uh, as well. I have, you know, one or two, uh, associates that are there. Yeah. Um, typically. Where is your practice? And I have one in Moore Park and one in Westlake Village. Cool. I'll nice. link that info below if you want to. Go and see Dr. Huss for some surgical cool, cool. interventions. Yeah. Cool. So, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I do everything. Uh, a lot of my associates, uh, they do a lot of, you know, they do everything restoratively. I do all the implants in the office. Um, they'll also, you know, do all the restorations uh, of whatever they diagnose in terms of implants. So you'll but do the surgical intervention and then you'll pass off the case to someone that will do the resto for it? That that will do the restorative. So if it's the yeah. patient that I see. Yeah. I'll, I'll do everything. You'll do if, all if the way the to the final. Sees the, exactly. If the associate sees it and they need an implant, they'll send them to me for the implant. I'll do and the then surgery. Then you'll send them back. Then I'll send it back, and they'll they'll do the restoration. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but I typically do you know crown, bridge, and 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 you know as many implants as as I'm, as I'm able to. Yeah. Whatever. Are best you a for guided fellow or an unguided fellow? You know, I'm not a big guided fan to be honest. There's there's great pros and cons to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my preference is is not. Not I asked Bloody Tooth Guy that same question. It, it just, it's and he just said the same thing. He was like, of a pain in the butt. and it's the tactile, I think he, he mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know because I don't yeah, place implants. A vision, but... a vision thing as well. And, uh, you know, if you're, take your time and plan and, and, yeah. and do it well. And you, Do you use a cone beam for your planning? Uh, I do. Yeah. I do most of the time. Uh, in one office, I have one. So I do uh, a CBCT on all those patients. Yeah. Uh, you'd be amazed of what you can learn and how you oh, can yeah. improve at a rapid mm-hmm. rate in terms of taking before CBCTs mm-hmm. and after. Really? Tell me uh, about that. Yeah. So, so for example, say a patient, you know, has a tooth that has to be extracted and there's a high chance of placing an immediate implant. Yeah. We'll take a CBCT real quick. I'll do a quick digital treatment planning, placement of the implant in the patient's, you know, in the, in the software, and then we'll go and do it. I mean, that takes me five minutes. Huh. And then we'll take the CBCT after and see if I hit my spot exactly where I treatment plan. Mm. Wow. And if not, you know, then you've got some options. Like you've already closed up at this point, but do you just l- kind of leave it and wait and see? Or do you well, go back it, in and like do a I mean, graft? If there's, some, or... if there's some rare chance where it's right, really off, then right. I'll take it, take it out. There's not a left bone. We'll graft yeah. it and come back. But typically it's just to learn and improve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's off slightly, it's not off to where it's right. really going to matter other than just being self-critical in a positive mm-hmm. way to improve on the next one yeah. even better. And you right. can see, too. I mean, you can see while you're in there surgically. Like, you know if you're already off or if it's going to be off by too much. Like, half the time, you probably wouldn't even get to that cone beam. You'd, you'd be making oh, that split-second yeah, decision, ab- Absolutely. Right? And, and the, the great thing about having a CBCT as well and taking one before and after is I do a lot of flapless procedures that way. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, where, where truly you shouldn't be doing a flapless procedure if you don't have a CBCT. Right. Because mm-hmm. you don't know where that bone is at, especially when, when you're working on the Or maxilla. the quality of the bone, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can get into very porous, I guess yeah. that would be where you would have more issues with osteointegration. Hey, look at there me. You go. Wow. Ah, I am. That is impressive. a mic drop right was, now. <laughs> don't drop these. They're really expensive. Yeah, don't drop the headphones. They're expensive. Yeah, they cool. Expensive. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. 
So you've built like a really cool career for yourself and you've built a really cool social media platform and you've extended your brand into not only your teaching and your speaking and your writing, you're doing some article writing at all yet, or are you thinking I, I, of getting into I, that? I've had a couple small articles published, but I, I really don't like that, to be honest. No? Uh, Not no. a fan of, a, of the writing? No, my wife's the writer. Oh, yeah? My wife's the writer, so uh, that's at Aaron Huss. At Aaron Huss. E with an E? E with an E? E with an E or E with an A? E with an E for sure. E-R-I-N-H-U-S-S? Okay. What does she do? She does funny mysteries so like fiction oh. like comedy mystery books so she actually has a she has a couple different publishers and agent and then she's been doing a lot so more she's like legit published well. yeah so she has a two publishers an agent uh for different books she's got different series she's got i think a book coming out january and then one in february one in march this oh sounds like an opportunity for you so, to have a free ghost writer in your yeah, house 100%. you do know that right yeah. so like if I, she's the writer i i i, she could, I do not like she writing could help you with she could that. literally write your articles for she you could write your articles yeah. for you that just sounds like time i don't have but yeah. that's that's a great idea though <laughs> time you don't have it's a great to have thought. your wife write your articles for all you. right yeah. okay i'm like oh, dr Huss does not know anything about dental implants <laughs> Well, so sometimes what I do is I talk out my my articles and I record them by audio. It's like, and then I listen back to them and figure out a way to put those words into print. No, I love that. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like something I don't have any desire to do. No, that's cool. It sounds great though. Um, He's he's busy saving smiles in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh. Gosh, do you have any other questions? Which you're so Karina? grateful for. Just jump in um, anytime. I, uh, final question, because we we have to get Dr. Huss off to yep. the Aura Pharma booth. Can you share with us a story, um, maybe the most impactful story of a patient that you've worked with, where um, you really felt the the um, breadth and the the gravity of the work that you do? Um, because I think sometimes in dentistry we we get so tethered to. Um, you know, we're doing scaling and root planning to save lives and this and that. And it, and it's it's fantastic. We, you know, are doing restorative work to, you know, help people with the aesthetics. But uh, every once in a while, you really get that moment when you connect with a patient and you know that you made a huge impact, that they're going to go and really um, you know, their quality of life is just going to be um, immense because of what you've done. So do you have a story that you could share with our listeners? Um, yeah, that's a great question. When I When I teach a lot, I try to try to do my best to have docs take a step back and to realize really what we're doing because we take it for granted when we see patients all the time. But if you were that specific patient that's walking around that has three teeth when they smile, um, you know, then they're floating in the wind. It's just, it's painful when they talk. It's painful when they chew. It's just miserable. So I don't have one, one specific patient. I I have several, whether it's uh, doing a single anterior tooth or an implant bridge in the front where a patient, you know, wants their teeth like they were 50 years ago but nothing else on their body is like what it was 50 years ago Mm. and have those kind of expectations and being able to meet or exceed those 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 are really rewarding and then just some of uh the full arch cases that i do like there was a a patient that was actually referred by by an employee he drove a a few hours away to see me mid-30s severe perio severe perio i had extract 32 teeth Oh, oh my had gosh. all 32 teeth. We did one arch at a time, um, two weeks apart under IV sedation. Uh, the uppers were, were so severely undercut, lack of bone. We had to graft six cc's of bone. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I could have wow, put more. Wow, perio in there. Wow. Yeah. And so we, we placed four immediate implants on the lower, 
the upper we we staged place what kind of upper. bone did you use did you harvest from him no I, I just uh, uh cadaver or allograft. like allograft yeah just just uh mineralized cortical particulate uh drew his blood used some concentrated mm -hmm. growth factors for that uh he healed great but we did overdentures top and bottom for him and his smile was just amazing it, mm. it, it was amazing he uh he was his level of confidence and just how much happier he was overall because his teeth were just severely yeah. mobile when he bit down, he had a huge open bite. I mean, it was wow. just terrible to There's see just his like, transformation. It, my mind's wondering, like, yeah. just so many things going wrong in that case, and yeah. and you know, like I question like what's going on systemically with the person Absolutely. too. Like, yeah, did he have high blood pressure? Was yeah. he a diabetic? Right. Like at thirty-two, you said he was like 35, 35, yeah. like mid thirty-five. Like that's so young. How? How? Yeah. yeah. It's just you know, uh, genetics coupled with. Severe neglect poor and letting things go, and poor choices, mm -hmm. and and you know some people will say, well, you know that the same things can happen with the implants, and yeah, that's absolutely true if you neglect it. It yeah. can happen mm -hmm. with anything that we do. Yeah. But when patients put such an investment in time and money, I mean, this took a year to complete. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a way for them to start over and to begin fresh. Yeah. And it's uh, amazing how patients can change habits because people can change. This whole thing about people can't change is, is I don't believe it. terrible. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's such a negative outlook on life. There's so many people that change in this life, and it's it's great to see those change happen in those patients. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any recommendations for dental hygienists on how to keep implants clean? On uh, like, are you a an advocate for scaling them, probing them, not scaling them, not probing them, using more like biofilm removal devices? Do you have any feelings on that at all? I mean, and there's like there's not really a protocol. It's kind of like everyone has a different opinion, and yeah, it's got it's kind of like periimplantitis. And how right, like that. how there's do you treat 20 it? Twenty different ways, and there's no right. really one go to. Right. Um, the biggest thing is just routine maintenance. Yeah. You, know, you, mm -hmm. you can you can use the proper type of scalers. You can go in there and gently probe, but you don't need to stick that probe down. You yeah. Know, to the to the crest of the bone. So you know, for the most part, it's very similar to to everything else. Yeah, uh, you can use the proper scalers with those. But the biggest thing is just routine maintenance. Yeah, making sure that they're properly diagnosed with periodontal disease, which is severely underdiagnosed, in my opinion, mm -hmm. with so many patients. Right, it's just um, it's just a four. Yeah, so people. <laughs> just, I only have a couple of fours and some only, fives. It's only bleeding every oh, time it's only I bleeding. look at it. <laughs> Could you imagine if your leg was bleeding like every time you scratched it? Yeah. It was like yeah, I would probably go to the doctor. 100%. But it's like every yeah. time I brushed my teeth. Yeah. Bleeding. Oh, it's only just a little bit of blood. Yeah, we'll just let the 700 yeah. species of microorganisms yeah. enter the blood. Yeah, too, yeah. Many, too many times people just Spirochete diagnose it when it's... sounds like fun. <laughs> too, too many times people just diagnose it when it's moderate or severe. Right. Yeah. They, they, they ignore the mild. The diagnosis. localized. So it the starts with thing. the localized. It's yeah. like localized, moderate. Mm-hmm. And then it There's becomes eventually 40, 40, 45 visits later. It's yep. like advanced tooth extraction go. cases. Gosh. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Huss, for hey, being for here with me. us today. Now, Appreciate there's it. a spin to our show, and I don't know if Katrina prepped you on this, but there's a reason why our podcast is called Tooth or Dare. <laughs> he just took a big sip of his water. <laughs> like, uh -oh. So generally, Katrina and I will do a, a rock, paper, scissors, and whoever the loser is goes up against you. You get to either choose to be tooth or dared, or you get to dish out a tooth or dare for us, and it goes up on our social media within seven days of this episode being released. So while you think about a tooth or a dare, Katrina and I are going to do a rock, paper, scissors. But before that, um, share this episode with your friends. Yeah. Probably have some friends out there that would like to listen to cool things about people that are doing cool things on Instagram and in real life. 
um, share it with them. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at toothordare.podcast. I am Irene. I can be found at toothlife.irene. Katrina, where can you be found at? At the Dental Wine Genus. There we go. On Instagram. All right. You ready, girl? I'm ready. On your marks. Get set. Rock, paper, scissors. You... Oh, dang it. I totally screwed it up. <laughs> you do three. Hmm. But you, you guys do this all the time, right? We yeah. do. Actually, we've done it like yeah. 27 times. All right. Ready? Rock, Rock paper, scissors. scissors. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Damn it. She beat me. We did two ties, and then finally oh. she beat me. This is this this is the second time I've, I've lost in two days. Uh, third time, actually. Third time I've lost. Third time. Gosh, damn it. All right. <laughs> Dr. Huss, would you like to accept a tooth or a dare, or would you like to dish out a tooth or a dare? I have no tactical presence here because I have no idea how this works here. Do you want to do a dare or a truth, or do you want to dare me to do a truth or a dare? Oh, yeah, you can do it. Oh, I can do it. Okay, I'll do a dare. Okay. You have to dare her to do something. So you have to dare me to do something. (laughs) So let me give you some insights on what Katrina's dared me. Dare you to stand on your head? Let's see. Like, do a... do your favorite yoga move. Yoga move? Oh, oh but okay. you have to do it out, out there. In front of everybody. What if I do it in front of the Greater New York sign? That's yes. Cool. Yeah? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Right? That, on no, Instagram. that was pretty no, kind. No, I could yeah. do that. All right. Yeah. That's really good. I still have Many to go to Times Square. Cool, right? I still have to figure out how to go to Times Square and deliver toothbrushes to everybody, and I don't have any. I think better yoga pose outside in the snow, maybe. Yeah, but, 100%. But also yeah. for the sign. All With right. your tongue out also. to catch a snowflake. <laughs> All right. Okay. Check out our Instagram at toothordare.podcast to watch me stand on my something and hopefully not break something um, at the Greater New York meeting in front of the sign. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Stay, stay cool, stay peeps. Cool. That was a Got that you. was a fun episode. Listening back to it now, yes, um, he's a really cool dude, and he's like, he was so cool. Like he was just a cool dude, but he yeah. was very smart. Um, we've linked a lot of the content below, so if you want to go check out some of his courses, if you want to go check out his office, I think he like gave an open invitation for you to visit his practices in Westlake Village and one in in Moore Park. So if you're in the area, yeah. and his wife who writes um, comedic mystery fiction. Yeah, how cool I is know. that? Good yeah. for her. So link that Rockstar. below too. That's linked below too, AaronHuss.com. So yeah, I'm I have lost yet another dare. By the way, my <laughs> Michael Jackson walk was not good, but can we just talk about my editing skills? Well, your editing skills were great, but actually, quite frankly, between you and I and all the people listening, yeah. I was impressed at the improvement throughout the video. Do you know how long so it took at first me to I was do like that? I'm sure it took you the an excruciating amount setting. of time because I'm literally. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the poor soul who had to record you, Chris. Nobody probably, had was to like, record me. I, I used like. Oh, you just I used, set it up. Okay, so I've I've makeshifted the best uh, tripod for my camera in my office. It's called Green Painters Tape. So it's, oh it gosh. folds. So you stick your phone oh. in the middle and then you can like tilt it on different angles. So wow. thank you very much to whoever the inventors of green um, painter's tape. Green painter's that tape. That was who held my camera. No, I, Are we going to dedicate the episode like to, to that? I'd like to dedicate this green painter's tape to green <laughs> painter's tape, frog tape people. Yes, frog tape. Yeah. Um, I, so, I, But I was impressed because at first, the first like two videos, I was like, this is, Irene, this is bad. And then you started to get better. And then you were doing like the Michael Jackson, like crotch grabbing stuff. And I was like, you well, go, you girl. And I was really impressed. you one so. crotch grab in 60 seconds. That's, 
Is that a, a lesson for life or is I mean, that a lesson I mean, for videos on Instagram? I just want to know. Me in different areas of my office and the entire time I was grabbing my crotch, like that would be a little concerning, don't you think? So you're saying we shouldn't always grab our crotches? I'm saying that you should limit it to once every 60 seconds in a video. Okay, I'm <laughs> really going to work on that. Get. I'm going to work really hard Where are on your that. your hands? I can't see them. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate this episode to somebody. I- and um, the person's people that I'm dedicating the episode to um, is all of the badass women in dentistry. Because we're <gasps> we're recording this, ep- this introduction on Sunday, and today's International Women's Day. And yes. I've been MIA off of Instagram most of the day doing my box unboxing and boxing stuff. Um, so I didn't get a chance to kind of wish everyone a happy International Women's Day and to thank every single person in dentistry before us that has been able mm-hmm. to provide for us to be here today to do what we do today. And to Absolutely. all of the new grads that are coming out of school, if you're any of you are listening, I mean, you're going to be taking our place anytime now. So um, so this is to all the, the lovely ladies in dentistry. That's who I'm dedicating I this to. I love that. Yep. That's a good, that's a good dedicate. Good job, yeah. Eileen. I love yeah, that. We approve. Yeah. To powerful, fabulous oh women goodness. everywhere. Yeah. I love it. Snaps to them. In the, in the words of Katrina, them. snaps to them. Snaps. Okay. So that's basically it. I lost another dare. I'm going to have to be doing a moon walk. Not a moon walk. No, you did. You did a moon I have to do a, a yoga pose. Um, I have to do yes. a yoga pose. It, yeah. In front of the in greater, New, the York greater New York sign. And I did it. I recorded it and it's ready. It's, it's in my back pocket. So I'm going to, I'm going to post gonna that. Be awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, share this episode with your friends, peeps. If, if you've been listening to all of our episodes from the beginning of time and you haven't shared this with someone or you haven't given us a rate or review, then you totally should. You can follow me on Instagram at toothlife.irene. You can follow my bestie Katrina at the dental wine Janice. She's laughing and waving and but they can't. I'm waving. Yeah, nobody, nobody can see me. I'm like waving. I'm like, that's me. I'm the dental I just want you to show that I'm not grabbing my crotch. Right. Hands right in now. the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't care. Um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at toothordare.podcast and also on Facebook. And on the Instagram story is where my yoga situation will go down. So thanks again to everybody, all you badass ladies out there in dentistry. This episode's for you and to Dr. Jedediah Huss. Thanks, bro, for for chilling with Mm -hmm. us and for founding the great, great, great city of Springfield. (laughs) Until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers. (laughs) Why do you always lose that? I feel like you literally can't, you can't rock, paper, scissors to save your life. I don't know. What are the chances you could zippity do that? Okay, thank you. you (laughs) Just like bring that down like maybe like 50 decibels. To zero, zero. Uh, that'd be great because uh, <laughs> it's highly inconvenient what we're doing over here. Yeah, can you believe Holy it? Holy molar! Oh my goodness! Holy, <laughs> Holy molar! <is> <laughs> right. <laughs> Are we saying that I could sing or that I can't sing? What I'm saying is I cannot sing. You're good. Nor can I, but you are. You've got a beautiful I voice. Feel I feel like I can't really sing. I just can hold a tune. This is where I'm at There's right now. There's a difference. I have like man voice right now, so I feel like I could do like a Macy Gray. Do a bar. I try to say goodbye in a joke. <laughs> no, literally like a Well, Alan Mead listens to us when he's cleaning his toilet. 
and <laughs> everyone else listens in their cars. Yeah, at least he cleans his toilet. Yeah. I was surprised that he cleans his own toilet. I know. You, you think Alan really cool. Mead would have someone cleanse his toilet for him. Hi, Dr. Huss. Nice to meet you. Hi. Katrina Sanders. Irene. Hello. I'm just a tag along. My oh, name's Irene. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How would Aura Pharma fee if you... Hey, fee, 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 f